Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, and here really to fill me in on what happened this weekend, because I was deep down in a hole of NBA-ness. And Andy, how was football? Did, did you win? Did you lose? What even happened? Chalky. Pretty chalky. Even though the last, I did put a little bet on the uh, Seattle Seahawks last night. That looked like a really stupid uh, move on my part after winning all my bets. What the the last thing you should ever do is add a Sunday night bet. Just to, but I I kept looking at the number. I said, you know, I'm doing it anyway. It looked like an incredibly stupid bet. Seattle ended up covering anyway, so I'm gonna keep that train rolling. I'll probably add a bet tonight. I, I mean, I, the Sunday and Monday Monday night games I had edges on i just wasn't quite sure what to do with it there's some extenuating circumstances tonight we'll get into i'll probably write a piece on that later but yes it is it's gonna be a hell of a week we got a possible sports equinox we're gonna get nba alex out and shining all week for sure and definitely uh more baseball the baseball's been good two walk-offs for the braves yeah the football was chalky there's some nasty blowouts but there was still some excitement a couple overtime games neither of them probably should have gone to overtime and uh if you are here in the youtube chat do not forget to thumbs up subscribe and hang out with us all the time we'll see you here this time every day this week noops are you excited for nba I am, and just quickly, I will say, so if maybe you feel a little bit better about your slightly degenerate bet, I may or may not have had the, the football game on pieces beforehand, done something I love to do, a three-team teaser on the same game, Andy. You take a team, you go for the middle on the total, so I think I had like Steelers plus one with 37 and 94, so everything worked out nicely there. Good night for degen yeah. bets. I don't mind that. I don't. I don't hate those at all. Yeah, I know. I I was degen. I I wouldn't say it's degen betting, although these are for smaller amounts. But I live bet the piss out of a Sunday. I I probably close to twenty live bets just in the afternoon games. You know, and some of them multiple on the same game on the same side or the same total. So I have a lot of fun on Sundays. That's why I don't check my fantasy scores until Monday because I don't care about other things going on. There's um, nothing more painful than a fantasy score two thirty in the afternoon that's different at six thirty. But nobody, nobody wants, to, yeah, nobody wants to see that. So I will say, uh, obviously, NBA does not start today. Tomorrow, I'm sure you'll have some bets. Um, go over and check out Alex's. Uh, maybe I don't know. If, if you don't, I will. If you won't bet NBA, tomorrow, I mean, it's a I Nets will. game. With last Sunday's record, we, we we might have a total. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can get into that. So we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow for tough. sure. But uh, as many of you know, Betsperts has uh, a few months ago acquired 4 for 4 for fantasy football content. They're branching out into NBA, NBA betting, some hopefully some NBA DFS eventually here too. And they got themselves a pretty nice article up by none other than Alex Christensen, the Flying Dane. That's not your nickname, nor are you no. Danish. I know. I still. I, I want to make you Danish, and I want to give you. A I had a teacher in fifth way. grade that that asked me if I was Danish, and I wasn't sure, so I just said yes, and I went with it for like half the year. And my parents blew it at a parent-teacher conference. Yeah, it's very, very Italian, actually. When it comes, to you got to stick with the but, lie, mom and dad. Yeah. Either way, he did write a very nice article. It basically covers all the awards markets. We've touched on some of those over that. You can look for that over on Four for Four. It is free content on their site right now. Check that out. Obviously, we had a conversation, Drew and I, with Josh from Punt School. Yes. That is on the YouTube channel. You can find that. That was about an hour with him. Went over a bunch of topics for the season. That's also in podcast form. You can check that out as well. 
And then real quick, let's do a let's do a recap of win total Wednesday. I didn't realize we'd been doing it this long. You have like <laughs> nine of these. It's I I think I'm pretty sure most of these came out on the show. There might be a couple on here that floated out at some different times. And yeah, there's gonna be more. We'll do another recap of some other stuff tomorrow. I won't touch on all these. As you mentioned, I did a piece for four for four. Go through and read that. It's just kind of a quick hit, like a six article in one kind of thing for the awards markets. And later today, there'll be another one coming out where I go through my win projection, share all that. So if you want some more detail on what you see on the screen, feel free to go back and try to find the Wednesday shows. Maybe save yourself a little bit of time. Check out that article. It should be out later this afternoon. Again, on the 444 site, I'll go through my projections, and I'm pretty sure I hit on all of these. I'll touch on them quickly now again, though. Brooklyn over. We love the Nets. It's a great team. I don't care if Kyrie Irving shows up or not. If Kyrie Irving is there, it's the best roster in the NBA. If he's not there, it's one of the best rosters in the NBA. They have the least six and nines, the least five and sevens, some of the least amount of travel of any team. It's an easy schedule. Really got a lot of favors. Love that over. The Clippers, this makes less sense to me than any number in the entire market. It's Paul George and a pretty uninspiring roster. If Paul George misses any time or any of these guys start to slip a little bit, I think this team is not only under 500 in terms of win record. They might miss the playoffs. So I love this under 45 and a half. Portland making the tragic mistake of trying to placate a star who thought about getting traded. Dame Lillard complained. They went through, they fired one of the more successful and productive coaches in the NBA over the last five to 10 years, replaced him with a first-time head coach, and made a couple moves that made the roster, frankly, a little bit worse. Everyone got a little bit older. I am happily fading Portland this year. Again, it's always a red flag for me when organizations start doing goofy things to keep their star players in town. Washington had the best offseason of anyone. Westbrook's out. Kuzma's in. They have more shooting, more defense. Sign Spencer Dinwiddie. Schedule's relatively easy. Love the over there. Memphis. Go ahead, Andy. Do you have something there? Oh, I just I did the get out of here, uh, <laughs> uh, Russell Westbrook. That's right. Me oh, that's true. And if you want to laugh in the awards column thing, they had to take it out. But the part before Russell Westbrook, I don't know why he's 25 to 1 to be MVP. But that's one of the funniest things I read this weekend. Um, Memphis, over 41 and a half wins. They're projected to take a step backwards. I'm not sure why. I know they lose Jonas Valanciunas, who, you know, it's, it's tough to do statistical analysis like this. You know, if you just look on paper and take him out, yes, it's a worse team. But you have to consider the fact that they have three young big men ready to step in and fill that fill those minutes. Valanciunas is very good, but in a way sort of holds that team back. I think it's a deep team. Again, Morant will be healthy all season. I don't think a lot of people were aware he was carrying various inju injuries together for the season. Love that over there. Detroit under 25 and a half wins. They're one of the worst rosters in the NBA already. It might get worse. 25 and a half means they win less than 30% of their games. More than happy to lock that up. Atlanta over 46 and a half wins. McMillan for a whole year. Hunter's healthy. We saw how good they were last year and how adaptable they were when injuries came through. We're going to have a lot of injuries again this year, folks. And I'm happy to take a deep team like the Hawks here to go over. The Raptors are finally back in Toronto. There's no more tanking. We'll see what Bujiri does. There's a slight chance maybe he tries to trade some folks here, but really like this over 35 and a half. And the Indiana Pacers over 42 and a half. I know a bunch of the guys in the NBA chat, especially my buddy D Money, Dwayne, really likes this one. It's a better team. They made the single best coaching upgrade of the offseason, bringing in Rick Carlisle over Nate Bjorklund. Just a really nice, solid team there. So I'll take the over. And, you know, I saw a question in the chat there, Andy, in the uh, YouTube chat. Yes, you can parlay these together if you want. I'm not saying that you should, but now that the idea has popped into my head, I might, you know, put a dollar on that or something like that. You'll, you'll feel pretty stupid if they all hit <laughs> and you didn't put like five bucks in this. 
And maybe just skip the coffee today and make a nine leg part. I'm not saying do that. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to too. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna feel so much uh, regret when it does hit. I do like all those, mostly because I don't know any better, and you've made good cases <laughs> for them with your words. So I'm well, fine with you. that. But what site yeah. can you parlay them? I'm not sure. You don't, might have to play around with that. I know. Bet, yeah, I was gonna say. Bet you will not let you parlay that. Bovada might let you do that. Bet online might let you do that. Some of the legals maybe poke around. I'll, I'll I'll let anybody know if I find that. But yeah, go ahead. Check. Go back to older shows if you want to hear more on that, or look for my article again on Four for Four this afternoon. Um, that'll have a little more detailed write-ups on all that. Looks like Patrick's taking bets, so we can run our parlays through Patrick. Yeah, Patrick is taking action on that. Uh, like I mentioned, oh man, I'm, I'm two and one in the postseason now in baseball. I lost that. Uh, Silly, silly bet on a really, really exciting game five there. I haven't got into the CS series much yet, but I am taking the over tonight. Astros will head up to Boston, shipping up to Boston, as they say. They are a small underdog. I am going to be on the over nine here. Boston is the best hitting team in the playoffs so far. As far as batting average goes, I mean, there's a lot of other ways, and I'm very simple. I'm, I will take simple batting average. I'm not smart enough in baseball to know what's going on. Or Keedy has not pitched in the postseason yet. I don't think it's been it's been a couple weeks since he's been on the mound. They've had to shuffle stuff around. Houston ripped through some of their bullpen the other night when they got just shelled out of the get go. I don't expect Boston to have multiple grand slams before we get to the fifth inning again, but. It wouldn't hurt. I would love that, actually. That would be awful nice. So, <laughs> uh, And obviously, what can you say about the Houston offense other than they have a bunch of uh, really good players that have been there forever, it seems like. It's been like five years of Correa and Altuve. So just need to basically – there's going to be some home runs. I just need some people on base when they happen here. So over nine, I'm expecting probably some other smart people to be on this as well. That kind of pushed me in that direction. Just the only, it's the only game on tonight outside of the, you know, obviously football. I think there might be a college game too. And yeah, I'm not, I'm just going to send Patrick. It's pretty much always a college game now. I feel like that's true. It's nice. Um, Well done, NCAA. Yeah, I did. I kind of forgot. There's the Bills and Titans. I'm probably going to lay it with the Bills here, honestly. Like, (laughs) I forget that. I know. I I found a. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. There's too much going on. Truthfully, I did already bet the six. I'll be writing something up on that to kind of explain my reasoning there, but man, I can't get this number anywhere close to a six. So I bet the Bills, I found a flat six, minus 108, I think. This morning, I put it in on BetSperts. If you followed me over on BetSperts, you would have got a nice little alert letting you know that Andy is continuing to press his luck on this weekend where he's finally running good. High total, um, there's a there's a ref crew that calls quite a few uh, quite a few. Um, penalties i'm kind of digging into that somebody brought it up in a in a comment and then i asked uh hotel lucky you know sports hack there he he has a pretty good database of just because he bets into these penalty props but i'm not 100 percent sure a lot of penalties is bad for a favorite or an over or good for you know it depends it really depends what kind of penalties they are are they good for an over right yeah you know they're just gonna call holding every time yeah, so we'll have to right. see how that, although Drew brought it up the uh, yesterday, there is a little proclivity by these refs to call offensive pass interference this weekend, which has been very annoying. So hopefully they got that out of their system. And I'm expecting a lot of points by my Bills. Hopefully all the first touchdown scorers are Buffalo Bills. 
right? That's not about half of that. Gonna be. Yeah, I'll... I do think there's going to be a lot of points. Like you said, the total's high, but man, that's it's hard. These two teams, what they want to do offensively, matches up so well. I mean, the Bills want to throw the ball. The Titans are, um, you know, that's open to that or. You know, you can take advantage of them that way. And at the same time, you know, Tennessee wants to run and the Bills give up rushing touchdowns. Like, it's movable objects and uh, stop the forces. forces. Something yeah. like that. I really screwed that up. That was a bad job. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll try to do We'll that. run that back next weekend, yeah. All right. Hopefully well, the producer can yeah, clip that. Bills, this isn't live, is it? KC plays Tennessee this weekend. So we'll do it again. We'll do the... Uh, resistible force movable object thing once we get to the weekend here but yeah you four of these and i'll take beasles yeah it's you know as you look at it as i mentioned if you're going to try to score against the tennessee titans it's awfully been through the passing game uh you know a lot of times i like to pick tight ends but they've been very good against the tight ends as you start to go back and look um you know the tennessee coaching staff generally does a good job planning and building around that now, the tough part here is we've got Stephon Diggs. He is, you know, probably the most likely person to score the first touchdown for the Bills. But as you start to go ahead here and look, I really like Sanders at this number 12 to 1. This would be shingle digits. He gets as many, if not more, targets than Diggs does, especially as they get to be a little bit closer. Again, as your defense and your planning, you start with Diggs and you work your way down. You know, Sanders is getting more attention, given how solid he's been this season, but not know nearly as much as Diggs has at the same time Beasley you know this one at 16 to 1 this one's a little more of honestly a little bit of jump in faith here he has not been targeted a ton in the red zone but looking through the Titans and again kind of what they give up those third receivers those guys underneath have actually been pretty good again there's so much attention it looks like they're paying to the top wide receivers and the tight ends if there's spots there where somebody like Beasley can kind of sneak in so we'll take both Bills wide receivers here up at the top and then as you, again as you look at trying to score against this Bills team this one's tough you know they give up a lot of rushing touchdowns it's probably going to be Derrick Henry. I'm not betting Derrick Henry at four to one. It's just not who I am as a person. You want to put him in a same game parlay, bet him yourself, go for it. Just not going to do it. Do it. They, they do give up a solid, uh, they're in the top half of the league in terms of giving up touchdowns to the tight ends. And Ferkser is top three in terms of targets inside the 10 yard line here. So I'm really happy to grab him at 28 to one. And he sort of separated himself a little bit from some of these other tight ends as it seems to be kind of the top tight end the last few weeks. So, you know, similar to the last couple of times, I would grab a few tight ends. I'm happy just to grab him here. And then Jeremy McNichols, this was a really nice number to me. He's the backup running back for the Titans again. You know, you can rush on the Bills. I'm not expecting this to be a rushing touchdown for McNichols. I would love to be wrong about that and have the first touchdown be a rushing touchdown for him. But second, I believe, in targets. I'd have to double-check. I closed out of that, unfortunately. But second or third in targets, pretty close to the top guy anyway in Tennessee. Again, inside the 20, inside the 10. They really love to use him in the passing game. And I think this is just a really solid number. I have him closer to 20. So Sanders, Beasley, Ferkser, and McNichols. Two Bills, two Titans. So... That's pretty good. I got both sides covered. And I did look at this because I was digging into some stuff earlier. McNichols has multiple red zone carries this year. Like even with Derrick Henry on the roster, he has three red zone carries. Like there, there are times where they say, we're not going to rush Derrick Henry, you know, right now. We're going to go with the backup. So, I mean, it is a thing that does happen. And that's a big number, especially for somebody who gets used in the passing game and the screen game quite a bit. Um, speaking of that, I did kind of look at, uh, how things are hashing out in that sense. And yes, there should be a lot of deep passing and yes, these teams will do that. But on top longest of that, touchdown over. Yeah. Longest I don't ever look over. at that. 
probably 40 something, I would assume. But for my prize picks entry, I went with both running backs in the receiving game. Both of these numbers I had low. I like to look at them all, kind of run them past my numbers, and then I double check with the four for four uh, prize picks prop tool, which is something they have probably behind a paywall. I am a premium subscriber, not a big deal. I don't want to <laughs> brag about that, but I have a subscription over there at four for four. So I did double check with their numbers. And then these are the two biggest edges they show in the passing game. Obviously it's, it's just like, Oh, they're 10 yards low. Well, that makes it like a hundred percent edge almost. So Derek Henry and Zach Moss over their receiving yards, 13 and a half and 12 and a half respectively kind of just basing this on targets and how the game plan is going to go. Like both of these guys do get targets. Henry has had a game where he's had no targets. Like that is a a thing that 100% can happen. Sometimes, sometimes these props are fully based on, was that a, was that a handoff or was that a forward pass? Like there's one like 15 yard scamper and it's like, Oh man, they better call this a pass because it was like kind of sideways. So Hopefully we just see some nice uh, screen plays right off the get go. Get this one taken care of. This is a two pick power play. Place three to one. If you want to play along, you can also you can deposit and if you use promo code BBB, you get a hundred percent match, hundred percent instant deposit up to hundred dollars. And spoiler alert, they have basketball too, so there might be some multi sport entries oh, coming come. up this year. You mentioned we got an Equinox. We're gonna have to do an Equinox prize pick. We could, can we put four together? So. I can't remember. I can't. I'd usually I do two or three. Five. I think you do five. Yeah, we're going to do an Equinox one. Oh, we're going to have to do some Equinox there. entries, yeah. yeah. The only way the Equinox gets screwed up is if the Dodgers get swept, which is honestly on the – that's it's in the cards. It might happen. It's so. on the table. It's on the table. So Dan well, hating this jinx. <laughs> we're just jinxing the shit out of this brave. Sorry. Uh, let's close sorry. her out with some tennis, though. Um, we might have a fun tennis. tennis. There might be a fun tennis uh, drama, like uh, storyline later in the week. We're, we're not even going to touch on it yet. Yeah, I just uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say for a second there. I did parlay. This is not one of my official picks, but I parlayed Greek Minnen and Allison Van Uyvenk, and it's if you want to try to put together the pieces here, it's more of an optimistic parlay of the hopes that the two of them will continue to advance at least for two more rounds. Two so rounds. There's a possible third round matchup that could be uh, spicy. Spicy indeed. So today in Moscow and I'm not going to try to say this other town, Tenerife. Yeah, Tenerife, Tenerife. Again, it's it's in Spain. My Spanish is a little bit rusty. And to be honest, I probably should have tried to that. Um, I think you're actually probably supposed to trill the R in it. So it's probably Tenerife, something like that. But, But these are all matches that are overnight. To be honest, Moscow, these start like at three, four in the morning Eastern time and wrap up at like 10 in the morning. So, uh, you know, if you're on the West Coast, these are definitely going to be, well, maybe you're a night owl and they start while you're falling asleep or you get up very early. But Moscow here, we've got two bets again. These are going to be tomorrow, very early in the morning Eastern time. Katarina Alexandrova has had a a pretty down year, to be perfectly honest. Um, Really struggled. I believe has only won more than two matches in a tournament once all season. But it's back home in some pretty friendly confines. You know, she's from Russia. Um, I think actually grew up relatively close to Moscow. Again, Russia, very big place. But you know, back in her con- in home confines, a place she's done very well before. We're indoors, which is very good for her game. She generally plays much better indoors. And head-to-head could be tough in tennis, Andy. And I'm sure you know this. And some of these head-to-head matches are a little bit tougher. But the woman she faces here, Olmstra Bor, she is 5-1 and one in her lifetime 
against. I mean, just had some really absolutely big wins there. Jabour coming off, um, you know, a deep run in Indian Wells, having to do the long travel to Moscow, you know, being indoors, not necessarily the best for her. These are some nice conditions for Alexandrova. So happy to grab her as a big underdog. Didn't take her 2-0 or do anything kind of interesting like that. I mean, Jabour is a very good player. If Alexandrova was in a little better form the last couple of weeks, I'd definitely have like a 2-0 here or something goofy like that. Don't mind it, but just sticking with the plus 240. And then a total here. Annette Contivate is going to be playing Katarina Siniakova. I uh, really love the over two and a half sets price here at plus 170. The total's at 20 and a half. To be honest, Andy, I could see all three sets going under here. This could be like a 6-2, 2 kind of thing. So I actually might be playing some set unders. If you have someone that you think is going to win this match, bet them to win this match 2-1. to one. There has just been a plethora of three-set matches for the two of these women lately, especially when the two of them have played each other the last couple of times. So happy to go over two and a half sets here, plus 170. And then in Tenerife in Spain, this one will be early tomorrow morning. I don't have a time yet. Could be as early as 4 o'clock in the morning, um, Eastern time again. Uh, Victoria Golubich here, a pretty surprising price. She's right around minus 130. There actually is a, a one place that's a little bit better than that against Aranstra Rus. Two of them coming from Indian Wells. So similar travel conditions. Golubich having a much better season in general this year. I'm just really confused. I had this like at minus 170, almost minus 175. Um, and I had to tweak some stuff down. You know, the first time I ran this, it spit out like a minus 195. I went through and tweaked some stuff for some later stuff. Got it down to like minus 170. But this is still the number that's sitting out here. And it, it's been beat up a little bit. It, it's starting to move in my direction. But I'm surprised it's taking so long. But Glubich minus 135 here looks like a really nice bet. Happy to back her here against, again, Arantxa Roos, a younger player who's had some success. Maybe these are more comfortable confines for her. I don't know. There's, there might be something I'm just completely missing here. But this number either is going to move heavily towards Golubich or, I don't know, somebody knows something I don't, Andy. But happy to back her at this price. I'm down. I've never bet in Tenerife yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not I think the men, I think the men have played there. I don't Yeah, I don't, the men might play there. I, I'm I have no memory of the women ever being there. But it's a All funky right. year. We had Indian Wells in October, Andy. Football, basketball, baseball, tennis. Kind of a packed show. We didn't do any hockey, sorry. I have to get some hockey guests. I'm, I'm, maybe I'll talk to a couple guys this week. We'll get, some, we'll get some of that going. So thanks for joining us. If you are, again, in the YouTube chat, hit that like button on the way out, and we'll join you here tomorrow right around the same time. Talk some more sports betting with you. Check you then.